0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham, with a reminder that you never have to miss the Weekly Standard podcasts. If you go to iTunes.com, you can subscribe to our Weekly Standard Podcast and they will all automatically arrive in your favorite device. So be sure to do that today. We have just finished watching Donald Trump and the president of Mexico appear on stage together. And Bill Crystal, this has inspired a, a thought, a movement in your mind.
1: I don't like Donald Trump, but this was a good day for Donald Trump. One of the key things you have to do when you're running for president, especially when you're a challenger, you you haven't been – you're not an incumbent running for reelection, you're not a vice president who's been in a high office, especially when you're an outsider who's never held elected office like Donald Trump is, you have to come across a bridge where people think it is conceivable – it is acceptable, it is reasonable that you be president of the United States. Trump has made that hard, incidentally, because he says such crazy and outrageous things that people like me don't quite think it's conceivable that he can or should be president of the United States. But then you look up at the TV, he's standing there, the president of Mexico is making his remarks, Trump's making his remarks. And they take a question each, it's whatever you think of the details of the remarks and maybe it looks a little awkward. It's the same image you've seen a million times of President Obama or President Bush with a foreign president, each making their remarks, they're being translated. And you think, hey, he seems to be able to pull off this president stuff, okay? So I think it's a very good day for Trump. And I think the media has been like, you know, oh, he looks silly here. He doesn't know right. how to do that. And here it's just awkward because he's trying to be tough and he's trying to be nice at the same time. I think they're totally missing the forest uh, uh, for the trees. Uh, I, think it's a, I think this could be a big moment, honestly, in the campaign. Maybe we're exaggerating in the short term, but it could be a big moment where he... I mean, how does someone like me, who's anti-Trump, say right. he can't be president? He's going to totally mess up our foreign policy. Right. And he just had a perfectly acceptable and apparently cordial and business like meeting with the president of Mexico.
0: Well, that is interesting that we don't know about the details of that meeting well, because sure. uh, <laughs> President Nieto uh, declined to comment on it. And Donald Trump, of course, described it effusively as wonderful and magnificent and the best meeting ever. So we don't know. Um, I thought one of the particularly smart things that he did, and I predict you'll see some of this in either the nightly news or in some of the uh, print reporting. Trump had a five point plan. And man, if you have a five point, I, I used to run campaigns. If you have a five point plan. You must know something about what you're doing. And the points were very reasonable. You know, stop the drug flow across from from Mexico, but stop the arms flow from America. He said some things about America having a problem, too. And you look at that and you go, that's once again, the kind of speech that a person who is president is likely to make.
1: And if you're one of the swing voters, who at this point are presumably people who want change, they don't want a third term of a Democratic Democratic Party having the White House. They don't trust Hillary Clinton, but they're very nervous and worried about Trump. Is he up to being president? This is the kind of event, if it were followed up on in the next month, where people could say, you know what? I've got my issues with Trump. I wish he hadn't said those things in the past that are so distasteful. I wish he could just... But, you know, maybe he seems like he can discipline himself, right? I mean, here he is going to the country that he's, you know, attacked more than any other country on the earth, the people who he's attacked, whose immigrants he's mocked and, and derided. Uh, and he managed to pull this off, even if a little awkwardly. And I, I agree. I think So I think from a sort of public Swing voter point of view, it was a good day for Trump. How much it matters, we'll see. It could get dwarfed by other events that happen. And I think from the point of view of sort of political elites, media types watching, what's impressive about this, you've run campaigns, I've been involved in a couple. Um, It was a pretty tactically flexible and capable thing for the campaign to pull off. I guess this invitation came Friday, is that what we think, from the president of Mexico to both <laughs> Hillary let's, let's and Trump. Let's be clear
0: about this. This wasn't actually a full invite. Im- you know how... Right, it was ready, like, hey, come someone. on over sometime. we've yeah, to have lunch sometime. And the next thing you know it's Tuesday at noon and there you well, are. Well, but that's what's impressive, exactly. right? I Trump's mean, Trump's team jumped right, right. on Right, they this. weren't like they and, they, and they didn't say, in. well, we
1: can't do this for two weeks, Mr. Trump, because we need advanced people to go and exactly. we need the Social Secret Service the test. has to work it out and let's test it, which would be what the Hillary thing would do. And i in There, you know, actually, the Secret Service was probably not happy no. about putting this together in 48 hours. But you know, Trump, I guess, had meetings over the weekend, decided to do it. He, he had this immigration speech anyway. If he could, oh, do this, then the immigration speech—what a one-two punch! Uh, they crammed it into the schedule between, I guess, where California and Phoenix. Right. I think. Um, I mean, I'd say just from a sort of campaign tactics uh, adaptability, kind of quickness point of view, I think and that was impressive, and it will help him with sort of the political media because we've all been. I think correctly, ridiculing his campaign mm-hmm. in so many ways. Right. And now people say, you know what? That campaign's got its act together a little more than we thought.
0: And it also helps to be lucky. This very day, the lead story inside the political world that political reporters don't want to talk about, Hillary has re-hit her lowest low ever for popularity – her uh, approval rating is 32. I'm doing this the top of my head. I think that's right. And her disapproval rating, I know, is 56, within one point of Trump's 57. Right. And if you think about it, why would her numbers be so awful? The one story is a story that the media doesn't want to talk about. They keep trying to pull away from it this obviously her mishandling of classified information et cetera. she has spent a ton of money on media in swing states that you keep pointing out in these podcasts and also on our podcasts on podcast1.com the crystal clear podcast you should check that out all this is being spent and yet here she is at a tide with the lowest number she's ever had ever
1: and one point ahead of trump on the favorable unfavorable so No, I think that's a that Washington Post number this morning was startling, a little startling to me. I would have expected her to stay a few points ahead. That email thing is really hurting her. Mm -hmm. And I totally disagree with people who say, you know, oh, it's so complicated, classifications and email servers, no (laughs) one's following (laughs) it. The one thing people do know about is email. Last I looked, every, like, living American (laughs) basically uses email. And they kind of know that if someone came to them, came to you, came to me and said, hey, we've got some subpoena here, Mm -hmm. you need to – Search your emails or have someone, your kid, if you're not quite up to searching, uh, search your emails for Benghazi. You search your emails for Benghazi yeah. and, you know, you comes up on the screen every email that mentions Benghazi and then you send that to the authorities. And suddenly, like, she was instructed to do that. She said she did that. She said the only ones she erased were the personal ones. And guess what? She tried to erase with that – what's that thing she uses? Uh, bleach, uh, bit. Bleach, bleach bit. Bleach <laughs> uh, bit. Some emails which include Benghazi. To say nothing of a whole lot of other work-related right. emails. I think people just are reminded – of how dishonest, really, mm-hmm. that she is. And that the whole image of the Clintons for another four years and all the gamesmanship and the evading of legal obligations and the dis- disingenuousness has sort of come flooding back, I think. Mm-hmm. Trump, meanwhile, has, been, has avoided saying anything too outrageous, I guess, for a week and now has this quasi-presidential moment. And we're, we're, we're in a five-point race, not a 15-point race. And, you know, five-point races, of course, she's the favorite. Of course, she'll probably hold that lead. But five-point races can can turn.
0: Uh, Yes, they can. But also can turn is the Trump campaign, which, you know, in the past has found a way to seize defeat from the jaws of victory. And And Donald Trump, as we speak now immediately after his appearance in Mexico, will be giving a speech on this topic tonight. Will he be able to remain disciplined and have this more moderate approach? Or will the pressure from the uh, anti-amnesty, strong borders people that he wants, you know, that kind of got him where he is, will it appeal to him? We'll find out and we will be talking about it on the Weekly Standard podcast and the pages of the Weekly Standard. Bill Crystal, thanks much for your time.
1: Thanks, Michael.
0: You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. Or better still, subscribe to the Weekly Standard podcast at iTunes.com. You'll never miss another one. I'm your host, Michael Graham.